Yes, people, it's episode 166 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. What I've done here is I've sat in my car too long before pressing record, and I am dying. It is very hot outside. It is Sunday. It is 5.30. Just finished my daily exercise. I hope they don't take away from me, because people keep on hanging around in parks and shit. Um... But yeah, it's the first time me and the wife have been outside together. Um, that, that was us going out, you know. Once you're married, you can't let the romance die. You've got to go out sometimes together, you know what I mean? You've got to keep on dating. So we had a little walk. Had some ice cream on the walk as well. Yeah. Just walked around our town. Uh, 14,000 steps, according to a stepometer. Um, I guess that means I did like... I know, 7,000. Yeah, I imagine I do half the steps she does because I'm such an athlete. But then again, I was walking at her speed, so I guess I did do 14,000 steps. And that is the most exercise I've done since this lockdown, I think. Um, we walked a lot. We walked a lot, a lot, a lot. It's a sunny day. I understand why people want to go to the park. But... Let's let's get through this, people. Follow the government guidelines and we can just get back outside amongst it all, living life normally before summer comes and pass. Because that's, that's the last thing we want. Man's been locked indoors for the whole of summer. Fucking getting fined and stuff. No pubs. Nothing. No carnival, no festivals. Nothing. Just... Indoors, change the. You can't even see your mates. I I want to see. I want to see my family. I I, I want to see my family. I like to see my mum. Yeah, I think we all do. We all want to see our families. Let's let's just get through this. But um, doesn't stop other things happening. No, does it in the world? I. I've I've got my car. But car needs servicing. It's annual servicing. My car's leased. You see. Um, I, I follow the principles of uh, Spencer Strathmore from the hit show Ballers, and that's aka Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where he says if it drives, flies, floats or fucks, lease it, don't buy it. <laughs> that's solid financial advice. Um, I think that was in my, my accountancy exams there. If it that's if it drives, flies, floats or fucks, lease it. And um, that's all to do with depreciating value and stuff. And that's that's what I did with my car. I had no intention of. I was I'd have this car if I didn't lease this car. Guess what? I'd have this car, be over three years old, and it'd just be diminishing in value, and I wouldn't be able to get rid of it. Whereas now I'll get a shiny new car. But for me to get a shiny new car, I have to make sure this car passes its three year service and um and i'll give this car back at the end of may will i get a car in june i don't know not in this current state don't think there's any point is there I'm not going anywhere so i might just wait ride this all out but um where i'd usually go um just 20 miles from my house i now have to go down to flipping chiswick to get my car and they're like, oh, would you like, um, and where I'd normally get service and get all done on the same day. Drive it in in the morning. Yeah. Drive it in the morning. 
sit there, have a cup of tea, wait around, maybe go to like a local coffee shop, have, have a panini and just chill out. Be on the social media, listen to a podcast. Oh, it'd be great. Read a shit newspaper. Go back, pick my car up. Yeah, your car's fine, sir. Hand it back. But no, not this time. They're going to have to give me uh, a courtesy car. Which is lovely, except for I've got nowhere to drive, except for going home. So that's all I have to do. Get a courtesy car. So I've got that to look forward to. Um, the Tuesday after Easter Monday. So that's something different. I'm currently unemployed. Well, I'm between jobs. Actually between jobs. Not. I'm not trying to zhuzh up being unemployed. I'm, uh, new job starts in two weeks time. I'm going to behave like a needy um, person in a relationship. Not in a relationship. No, we're just dating. They've said they're interested in you. You said you're interested in you. You're committed. There's no need to, to bug them. But I am. I've got a message going, hey guys, how you doing? Let's just remind you that I still exist and that looking forward to joining, yeah? All right. Make sure you don't forget me, huh? Make sure you get my PAYE number all loaded up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah? All right. Okay, I'm still coming. Okay. Just, just letting you know. Still alive. All right, cool. Good chat. All right, see you. Bye. That is what I shall be doing. That is what I shall be doing. But um, where else we go in the world? Oh, no, in my life still. My tooth. Shout out to 52 weeks later. My, my bloody tooth. Here's what happened, all right? So, if you don't know about my tooth, I had this massive pain in my tooth at the rear molar on the left. So you don't need that much detail. Um, and I was pretty sure I had an abscess, went to see a dentist, there's I can't see anything, but here you go, have some uh, antibiotics, look look at the x-rays, nothing there, cool, then um, I do that for a week, go back, because how's it going, it's like yeah, swelling's gone down, and there's still a bit of pain there, Looks at the x-ray again, can't see anything. Does another x-ray, can't see anything. Mm. I'm going to recommend you see the specialist. Maybe it's a root canal you need. Right? Go in the next weekend. Exact same x-ray. And I looked at the x-ray before and I couldn't see anything. Does so see the x-ray with this guy and he goes, yeah, you see this little dark area here? So, wait, this is the same x-ray I looked at. How come I couldn't see this? Because an expert told me there was nothing to see. That's why. And I believed him. And then he shows me, he goes, right, so. He does all the pre-work for um, for the root canal. So he goes in there, burns them all out, cleans it all out, puts some liquid antibiotics in. Sweet. Cool. Uh, that's going to cost you £600, Mr. Griffiths. Cool. Do you want to pay that all now? Might as well, because I'm going to have to pay it at some point. Here you go. Brilliant. We'll see you in two weeks time nice okay fantastic that works with me gives time for the antibiotics to work swelling to go down we'll just tidy it up put a little crown on that boom you're done and then a global pandemic happens a global pandemic happens and the dentist call me and go hello mr griffiths your appointment on saturday yep um we've got it in for nine o'clock uh-huh can we move it to ten yeah sure fine as long as it's still on brilliant 
Then they ring me the next day. Hi, Mr. Griffiths. I know we called you yesterday, but you're pouring at 10. Yeah, can we just move it? Okay, yeah, cool. When to? Up to one, if possible. Okay, why do you keep moving it? Well, actually, we've only got four appointments that day. They're all very spread out. If we could just put them together, we can open late, shut early. I'm like, all right, that's fair enough. That makes sense. And then a day before I'm due to go in, I get a call from the dentist. Like, they can't be moving it again. Call me to say, Mr. Griffiths, yeah. Um, So we've just had... Recommendation from the NHS that we now need to shut our dental practice. All dental practices will be shut now. I'm like, okay, but what about for me? Because naturally, you know, as a human being, I'm I'm the star of the show that's called My Life. Um, what about me? I'm the lead character here. Um, what about me? How does the show go on if I'm not there? Like, yes, yeah, sorry, we have to rearrange your appointment okay so this appointment was due two weeks ago right two weeks ago so that's what what we we, we're deep in march there right things like 18th of march something like that around that time whatever saturday's near that date so i go okay so what what date can you give me for this rearranged appointment i go we can do the 2nd of May. So 2nd of May. I have a temporary feeling in my mouth. Is it going to last for six to seven weeks? Um, yeah, should do. Wow, that's that's convincing. That's that's really convincing. Should do. I'm like, yeah, solid. That I feel in safe hands here. So now I have a temporary feeling. That's got to last for another month. Slowly getting worn away. Feeling a bit of uh, sensitivity and pain. Not real pain, but I could feel it coming back. A little bit of swelling. It was fine for two weeks. So as I can imagine, there's probably some gaps developing in this temporary feeling. Because, you know, it's not meant to be there permanently. People got to say, chew on the other side of your mouth, Darren. All right, I'll do that. But just the fact that it's just in my mouth, it's just going to disintegrate at some point. And I am really looking forward to the complications and pain I'm going to be in uh, when this feeling absolutely disappears. And I have a hole in my mouth that's probably going to start stinking because it's going to be just rotten flesh. And I want to call the dentist and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't see you. We're going to go to a hospital either. Because like, mm, it's not an emergency appointment. Do you have symptoms of coronavirus? No, I have a hole in my mouth. Yes, but it's not corona. So, no. No. And that'll be it. That'll be it for me. But, I don't know. But enough of that. What what have we been doing? What have we been doing? been watching Sunderland Till I Die. Season 2 is out. If you're not seeing it and you like football, then what you're doing, please, please, please go and watch Sunderland till I die it is the greatest football documentary you'll ever see it's so fucking sad it's um you have to watch it if you like football you will love this documentary it is essential watching yeah I'll give you the premise of Sunderland till I die because you're like I don't want to watch any documentary on Sunderland no you don't what if I told you this a team gets relegated from the Premier League to the Championship 
and they say, hey Netflix, you should film a documentary about us, because we're a really big team, and yeah, we messed up last year, but we're going to bounce right back to the Premier League, and this will be a really good documentary to film, because you're going to see us rise, this is going to be a phoenix from the flame, enjoy this, you're going to see how a football club operates, you're going to see us run away with the championship, and Netflix went, yeah, cool, that sounds like a good documentary, actually, that sounds all right. And everyone's head, they're probably thinking, ah, what if they don't get promoted? That's going to be a bit of a shit documentary, isn't it? Yeah, they just don't get promoted. That's going to be rubbish. But what someone didn't think of was what if Sunderland got relegated again? Like, you don't... Especially in this day and age where everyone puts on their best face, you don't tend to get to see behind the scenes when it's going well. Even when it's going well in someone's life, you don't get to see behind the scenes. Someone, you know, posts a Facebook status, a tweet, something, Insta post, their life looks great. You don't even get to see the hard work that goes into that, making that picture, making their life great. But what if their life was shit, really rubbish, and you got to see every single step of the way? And I'll tell you, you'll never watch a documentary where you got a vibe that the subject of the documentary really wanted to do anything they could to stop this documentary from being filmed. Oh, it was horrible. I can imagine it. Just as they were losing a game after game, they were look, uh, Netflix, can we sit down? Come on, can we just like, wrap this up? And the guys on Netflix who just tapped a little bit of paper, that contract, go, um, I'll point your attention to clause 27. Yep, A, 27A, Point two, what does that say? Should the documentary be stopped, Sunderland would have to pay Netflix X amount of money. It'd be something like that because I can't see why anyone would stop this. And plus, they needed the money. Sunderland needed the money. So that just let Netflix carry on filming. And yeah, Sunderland got relegated that year. Is that a spoiler? No, because it's a real event that happened literally two years ago. So just behave yourself. But imagine just watching that all fall apart. And then these guys go, hey, let's do season two. Because now we've been relegated to League One. Hey, we're a Premier League team and we shouldn't even be in League One. So let's watch us rise from the flame. Phoenix from the ash. Didn't learn. If you don't know what happened to Sunderland last year, they didn't get promoted from uh, League One. No, they did not. So, it's just essential viewing, just to see a team capitulate two seasons in a row. It's just fantastic. Just fantastic viewing. Um, heartbreaking, though, because you see yourself in some of these fads. You just, especially if you support a team like Spurs, Arsenal, Man United. Uh, you just want your team, just want to bloody win. To stop being shit. That's all, you know, you just want that. You see, you see it, but it's really bad. I say, I suggest watching that. What else is, uh, what, have I, what else have I watched? And Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they've got another season. Still haven't started watching Ozark yet. You know, you've got to just stretch this stuff out. So that's what you got to do, man. That's what I've been coping. I was discussing with, uh, with Naomi about how to cope in these quarantine times. And it's, it's all about shrinking your world down. Okay, here's my advice. 
shrink your world down. So, check this out. So make sh- so your bedroom is your house now. Your whole house is not your house. Your bedroom is your house. Uh, obviously, your bathroom is your house as well. Your bedroom, your bathroom is your house, and your kitchen. Now, make a rule for yourself that if you want to go into the living room and like sit and chill in the living room, then you need to have a shower and get dressed because that's now your outside. Your living room is now your outside. It's even your work. If you work, make sure you work in a certain space that's not your bedroom. Your bedroom's your house now. Your living room is your outside. It's your work. That that's that's your living room. And you need to shower and get dressed to go in there. Don't lounge around. Don't break the habit of getting showered and dressed every day. Groom yourself to go into the living room. Right? That that's the living room now. No uses living as the gym. Again, she has to dress, get ready to go outside to the living room. That's what we do. Now, outside, if you've got a garden, um, we have, we've got garden. Again, that's that's like more recreational now. You're chilling out a bit. You can't you definitely can't leave your house unwashed. You've got you now chilling out. That's recreational, that's downtime. Sometimes you've been too busy at work to have some downtime and go outside. But that's that's you. That's your downtime. That's your pub. That's your bar. That's your restaurant. You're outside. Okay? You want to risk it? We've been risking it. Order some food in as well. Something different. Something outside world coming in. You can do that. Um, but yeah. This you do. Now. When you go to like the supermarket now. Yeah, you go to super. That's like your weekend break. That's something different now. You're doing something. That's visiting family. That's a birthday. That's a special event. Enjoy that. Hype yourself up for it. Look at your fridge and your cupboard depleting and go, oh, oh, do you know what? I can't wait to go away for a quick weekend break. Gonna go Tesco. Oh, Sainsbury's nice. Do you know what I, I treated myself. I've, I've worked really hard. I went to Waitrose. Go somewhere nice. Treat yourself, darling. You've worked really hard all year. Just treat yourself. What's life? What's life worth living if you can't treat yourself a little? Go Waitrose. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Do that. So, what's the big holiday? The big holiday is to drive. Get in your car and drive somewhere. Obviously, you can't see your friends. Can't do that. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. You can't do that. You got to drive somewhere. Maybe it's to a park, somewhere different part of town you've never seen before. You know, we just you just do the same route. You're driving from like your mum's house to yours, or driving from like football to the gym to your house. You just go the same route. Just chuck a left. That's not the route. That's not how you get to. Just chuck a left. See what's going on down that street. Slow drive. Five miles per hour. Like you're about to let off some bullets out your window of your car. Get people nervous. That's what you want to do. That's your that's your big holiday. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's your Maldives. How do you spend your weekend? Oh, do you know what? It was like I went for a drive. Oh, that sounds lovely. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? No, it was, it was lovely. That's what you want to do. 
you make an adventure holiday, drive somewhere you've never been before. Just drive somewhere you have been before and you like the look of it. Stay in your car, though. Keep your distance. Two metres! Keep your distance. That's what you want to do. Um, that's what you do. Shrink your world down, man. It just keeps you a bit sane. Honestly, that's that's what I've been doing. But I was speaking to... Um, shout out to Travis J. We was joking, um, messaging each other. Some of you guys... Relax. We're two weeks in, seeing guys shaving their own heads, shaving beards off, doing a lot. Like it's it's not that deep. It's two weeks. Two weeks in. That's hat. That's hat. You can order grooming sets online. Amazon's still delivering. So yeah, I mean, just just relax there. Don't have to fully commit to shaving beards off. You've seen my pictures. Um, you see my videos, my, my beard's wild at the moment, it does need to be trimmed down, admittedly. My hair, it can survive, it can survive for now, it's not It's not the worst. It doesn't look great. Will I go on stage um, to do comedy with my hair like this? Um, if it was a white crowd, yeah. If it was a black crowd, I'll put on a hat. If it was a big show, then yes, I'd get my hair cut. But yeah, that's that's what I recommend, man. How to keep sane. It's quarantine times. Right, let's um let's get on some some dear Deirdre. Oh, Louis CK's got a special out if you care. Um, he's one of the people pretended to care that he masturbated in front of people with their permission, but it's just a weird request. Yeah, sometimes you say yes when someone makes a weird request, right? So, we'll see. But let's um, let's get into this, dear Deirdre. Um, but no, sorry, I'm just jumping. On. My brain's melting. It's really hot in this car. I'm about I'm not going to pass out though. Um, what I was going to say is, yeah, Louis C.K. special. Go and watch it. I think it's genius what he's done. Where it's just all on his website, and you just go through his paywall. He makes all the money. I think that's a genius idea. Um, it's really smart. Um, I paid for it, but I do have a bootleg link if you if you want it. So um, yeah, I'm not gonna make out that I paid for it because it's some kind of political statement. I just didn't see my friends posted the bootleg link, so I mugged myself there. Fully mugged myself, but oh well, oh well. We'll see though. Right, let's get into Dear Deirdre. Um, before I sweat it all out. I didn't sweat one bit on this walk, but sat in this car for half an hour and I am melting. Right, Dear Deirdre, I put a track on my husband's phone and found out he's been cheating while I looked after our baby. Oh dear. Dear Deirdre, I put a track on my husband's phone and found out he had been going to his ex-girlfriend's place for hours at a time. I've always found it weird to cheat with your ex. I mean, like I said, cheating shit anyway, but with your ex though. Like surely, I thought the law was, you know, it's something new, something I've never had before. That's why I've been tempted away, because something I've never had before. But this is literally something you had, had so much that you got tired of and ended it. And now you're back again. Eh? 
Anyway, this was when I'd just given birth to our first boy, a first baby, a boy. This discovery left me devastated, I imagine. Um, I put the tracker on his phone because he has a drinking problem and was out nearly every night boozing and coming back home late. I'm 27, he's 31. Our son is now three months old and was only three weeks old when I found out what he was up to with his ex. He admitted they'd had sex, but his excuse was my supposed lack of affection, which I told him was utterly selfish. Nah, love, you have been selfish, though. You have been a bit selfish. I mean, it's just like, ever since you got pregnant, you, yeah? It's like you've just been focused on bringing this life into the world. A bit selfish. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted sex the other day, and you were breastfeeding our son. How do you think that makes me feel? It's just like, you know, what's wrong with you, mate? Um, I was getting over the birth, feeding the baby through the night and needed my sleep. He was doing virtually nothing to support me and that created some tension between us. When he realised about the tracker, he deleted it straight away and we split up for three weeks. I had to change a heart and let him come back for the sake of our future and our son, who he adores. He accepted my conditions that he would stop seeing his ex. Oh, you are tough. You are a strong, independent woman. You're a badass bitch. And you you showed him who was boss by saying, you can come back. You fucked around on me loads, all right? You fucked around on me so many times, yeah? But you can come back. You can come back. And you could issue stop seeing your ex. All right, Gary? And Gary's like, uh, I can't promise that, love. Just being honest with you, I can't promise that, love. Oh, I just say you're not going to see her. I don't want to lie to you again. So what, you're saying you're going to see her then? I don't know, probably. All right, just get in the house. But you ain't watching football. Well, it's cancelled already, so I don't care. Anyway, um, that he would stop seeing his ex, not go out with his mate so often, and would keep the tracker on his phone to help build my trust in our relationship i thought we would be okay he was drinking less and there was less tension between us our happiness didn't last long though as he then decided to remove the tracker he's like oh i need some of that old good good i need some of that old good good oh, i want to take this tracker off man i need to take this tracker off man <laughs> why need he just like but I guess he, she must be far away from the pub. He should have just parked his car at the pub and just walked to his exes. There's the tracker. I'm at the pub. Um, anyway, he said it, we were really getting on well. Um, he didn't want it on his phone and the pub was shut anyway. I went ballistic and we had a massive row. In the end, I told him to leave. He went to stay with his parents. So, of course, he's stuck there now. I cannot trust him and will not be a pushover. I insist he keeps to the conditions of us getting back together. I FaceTime him with the baby, but he's adamant he will not have the tracker. We're in deadlock now. This is not what I planned a year ago when I fell pregnant. I thought none of this would be an issue if he really loved me. Listen, here's the thing. I'm not doing anything bad in my relationship, right? I'm not doing, especially this lockdown thing, even if I wanted to. But um, if Naomi said, Darren, you're, if you're not doing anything wrong, how about you put a tracker on your phone? I would say, fuck off.
<laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> That's what I would say. Put a track on your phone. Fuck off! No. Why? Look, go. I know, but stop it. It's weird. I'm put a track on my phone. Find out where I am all the time. I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you where I am, but what, what do you track her for? Oh, at least one knows this because I've got no desire to track your movements. Why do you want to track mine? Because what would happen? Just out of curiosity, you'd look one day. You'd look one day, and you look and you'd be like, "Oh, okay." They, they said they're going Tesco. They're in Tesco now. Cool. All right. Nothing to worry about. I've just been, been dramatic. What we're looking at? What we're looking at for? And then they go, "Yeah, I'm just going to the gym." And you look, they're at the gym. And you're like, okay, they're at the gym. See? I'm actually looking at it just to confirm that they're so trustworthy. I know they're trustworthy. I'm actually looking at it just about myself feel better that I know that they're so trustworthy. And one day they're going to say, yeah, I'm just um, popping to the hairdressers. Cool. Where, where, where's your hairdresser? Where's your, where's your hairdresser? Edmonton. Okay, cool. All right. See you later. And then you look at the phone. You say, hold on. They're not in Edmonton. What are they doing in Enfield? Yeah, I know it's up the road, but that's not Edmonton. Where's Enfield? What are they doing there? And then now they come home. How's hairdressers? Hair looks nice. They're like, yeah. So yeah, but you said you was going to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Go to the hairdressers. Mm-hmm. Well, you weren't using fucking Enfield. Was I? You fucking lying to me? Who the fuck is in Enfield? Clearly another hairdresser. Or they're not that good at geography. They didn't realise Enfield and Edmonton are different places. And when you actually look, yeah, it's, it's kind of in between. When you think about it. Or when they go to Tesco. He's like, they're taking a while in Tesco. Let me check the tr tracking app. Oh, hold on. What are they doing in that housing estate? That's not Tesco. Yeah, they've come back with all these Tesco shops. Where have you been? Oh, I popped in for a cup of tea at my friend's house. What's your friend's name? You know my friend. They've been round the house. And they're the same sex as me. And I'm not gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, you just get mad. You start having arguments over shit. It's just, no. So I understand why he doesn't want the tracker. However, if you have been fucking about, you're going to have to swallow it, geezer. Because that's the half the problem. When you get back with someone after cheating's happened, the relationship is not the same on both parts. You've both got to work on it. I know it sounds mad. If you've been cheated on, you've still got to work on how you make this relationship work after. If you've been cheated on, you can't be crazy and be like, well, you need to check in and, and call me every 10 minutes. So I know, wait, no. Because now your life is crippled. Because you're now just worried about this person and they're calling in every 10 minutes. It's, it's not it's not the way to move forward. So you, you're not ready. So this lady, she's not ready to move on. Um, She hasn't forgiven him for cheating and probably never will. And he can't be asked of it. So I think you should just spit up. But your kid, don't, hey, hold on. But he doesn't need to be seeing the kid through FaceTime. Like, you can still visit the kid, right? Jeez. Anyway. Let's see. Well, 
obviously keeping mum. The genealogy DNA testing kit has revealed secret siblings my mum never told me about. Hey? How, how does... Wait. This better be from, like, your dad. Because that is... It's wild. It's wild enough when your dad has other kids and you just find out about them. But if your mum has other kids, so where the fuck have they been? Let's see. Genealogy DNA testing kit. A gift for my 50th has revealed siblings I knew nothing about. I was always led to believe that I was an only child, yet the results showed I have a half-sister. We got in contact and arranged to meet six weeks ago. She is lovely. She showed me documents where, with my mother's name on and the date she was put up for adoption two years before I was born. Mazza. But everyone has their reasons for these things, so... I'm not, I'm not going to judge your mum. Let's carry on reading, though. She's lovely. She showed me documents with my mother's name on. Sorry, I just read that. And I asked an elderly aunt if she knew about a child, which she did. About five years before I was born. Say what? So it seems my mum gave up another child previously. I am shocked, hurt, angry, and now feel like I never knew my mother at all. She was a single mum. Who died in my teens. So no one can answer my questions. Ah. Real lack of closure there. Which is annoying. Well, what are they doing? A little bit of driving beef. Come on. Um, someone can answer. How do I go about finding. This other older sister. Well yeah. So drop all the anger at your mum. Because you weren't there. Okay. And there's sometimes things that we forget. About our parents. Is that they were human beings with full lives before we were born. Even during the time we were alive. Yeah? That they have a life outside just being mum. Literally, Louis C.K. has a joke about this in his latest special. Um, about the gap in your mum's biography. He's like, I graduated college at 22. Then met your father at 35. He's like, okay, that's, that's a big gap there. What, what happened? It's true with our mums. It's just like, what does your mum... Ask a child, what, what does your mum do? What does your mum like? What's your mum's favourite thing to do? I guarantee that child under 11 will say something like, ironing, cooking, cleaning. It's like, no. Your mum's a young woman. She likes dick. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I messed around. No, it's just like, she has other things. She's interested in. She likes getting drunk with her mates. She likes doing things. My brother, right, he clocked the other day because my mum was 18 when she had my brother. Because the age gap between me and my eldest brother. Um, my mum was 35 when she had me. So I haven't reached, and my dad was like 40. So I haven't reached the ages that my parents were when I was born. Because I think that's that's a key moment for us. As adults, when you reach the age your parents were um, while you were alive, because then you start putting perspective onto that, the thoughts and feelings you're having now. And you're like, rah, my mum was that age, or my dad was that age that I'm at, I'm now, and they just seem to have it all together. But I don't know what I'm doing, and that's what everyone goes through. I've just spoken to too many people. So my so my brother was my mum had my brother when he when uh, she was 18 
So he was just saying, like, he just clocked that when he was 10 years old, his mum, like, my, our mum seemed like a full-blown adult to him, but she was only 28. And he's thinking, shit, 28, two kids, married, this is like, jeez, he's just like, in his head, he's like, he just blew his mind, because that's, that's how old he was when he had his first child. But she was already, like, t- 10 years old, married. Fully settled. So it's just like, raw. Just, you, you clock what people go, like, what they're going through. So your mum, before you were born, if she's had to give up two kids, you know what I mean? She probably felt too guilty to talk about it. And the fact that she gave away those two is probably why she kept you. So, show you a little bit of appreciation, right? But it's mad that the auntie only knew about the one from five years before, not the one two years before. Jeez, how are you going to keep a full pregnancy secret? I don't know. Um, right, is there any coronavirus um, specific ones? Because they're fun. Um, let's see. Trying to find one that's um, coronavirus related. Nice, that one's there. Let's see. Try and find another one. Uh, talk amongst yourselves, guys. Well, I'll just... Um... <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'll have a look at this. No, I can't. I can't find anything. See now. All right, cool. We'll have to just find a different one then. I just thought I can't remember. Where I found it last week. I found like Corona specific um, dilemmas, and I can't find it on here anymore. Um, so all right, this is a mad one. Let's go for this. Dear Deirdre, I can't bring myself to kiss my wife since she gave my so-called mate oral sex. Jesus! Oi! That's not allowed! Jeez. So bad. That's so bad. This oh god, because here's the thing, right? Like you, if you had sex with my mate, that's bad. If you had sex with my mate and you gave him all sex during the sex, it's like uh, I guess that's what people do during sex, right? But if you just gave them head, like what for? Why? Jesus Christ. It's just rude. It's rude more than anything. Just, just rude. Anyway, let's read it. Let's see where we go with this. Dear Deirdre, I can't kiss my wife on the lips since she gave one of my friends oral sex. Mate, I, I don't know how you're still there. Uh, what's the relationship with your mate? Let's see. 
We have been married for a year and have a baby daughter who is eight months old. I'm a guy of 23. She is 21. Fuck's sake. She's 21. Bet she has no ownership of her behaviour as well. It's like, you were really mean to me, Jason. You were so mean to me. So I went to see your friend Gavin. Sucked him off. Um, I knew she wasn't focusing on us and something was up. So I got hold of her phone when she went to her mum's one day and forgot her mobile. Jeez. On the phone were messages to other guys saying she loved them and wished she was in bed with them. They had sent sexy messages back to her. Wow. I also saw something that made my stomach, made me sick to my stomach. Pictures of her naked and doing stuff which she, and doing sexual stuff which she'd sent to three different men. I didn't say anything to her then, but I was fuming inside. Now, you can't hold that inside. You give yourself an aneurysm, mate. You literally start bleeding from your fucking ear if you keep shit like that inside. Um, the following day, I saw a so-called mate's number flash up on her phone. Whoa. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Why is he your mate then? Never understood those ones. Because I get it when your mate's just a dog. And he does doggish things. So, you know, women that you don't know. Mm. But then they seem to have, but they have a redeeming quality as a mate. Everyone's got that kind of friend, right? Where it's just like... They're an animal, but they've got boundaries. You know, like a dog knows it's going to shit in the kitchen. Like, it it has boundaries. So if you've got a mate who's like, yeah, I don't trust him around anything. He's a perma. And my mum needed a sink fix. And he said he'd fix it for free. And I was like, not a chance, mate. You're trying to smash my mum. Like, why is that guy your friend? I guess just never have him around your mum, I guess. Um, I've sent, I've seen him try to have sex with a blow-up doll on the mate's stag weekend. Oh, this guy's wild. He is Frank the Tank. He's, he's a monster. His message said, did you enjoy it as much as I did? Oh, Jesus! This time, I confronted her to find out what the message meant. I insisted on the truth. And she finally admitted she'd been in town the day before and run into my mate in a coffee shop. She weren't even drunk. Raw. That was a strong espresso you had there. You know, I just had too too many espressos. Yeah. You know what I like when I have too much caffeine in my system? I'll suck anything off. I like what is what happens here? Mate in a coffee shop, he was flying with her and he asked if if she'd go outside with him. They went round the back and she gave him oral sex. What? Daytime! Sober! public relax what is happening how in what world we talk about you can't kiss her on the mouth she no is this, this is your wife or girlfriend wife jesus fucking christ she sucked him off around the back of costa i, I hope it was at least a costa or a starbucks or a cafe nero because if it's just fucking Beverly's Coffees, Beverly's Caf, Bev's Caf, hi, Bev's Caf, what do you like? Full English, yeah, with double sausage. I bet, oh, if it's Bev's Caf and they don't even use proper grammar. Right, yeah, all right, Bev. All right, Bev, can I have a, yeah, full English, please? But can I have three bacon instead of two bacon? 
Oh, God. It's a coffee shop, but they literally have coffee, tea, hot chocolate. That's all they have. They don't have any mocha, frappuccino, macchiato. You what, my love? What's that? Coffee. Have it black, white, sugar, no sugar, loads of sugar. Tea, black, white, sugar, loads of sugar, no sugar. Or hot chocolate. What do you like? Do you have do you have any um do you have, do you have any herbal teas? Fuck off, mate. That if it's behind one of those calves. Oh. Oh, jeez. Jesus. That is horrendous. She even had a daughter with her. Oh. God. She had a daughter with her. Though at least she was asleep, so she didn't see anything. I mean, the kid's eight months. Um, I don't know. Can you know what they saw? But I feel like that shit will burn into their brain. Oh, God. I went ballistic and told my wife it was over. And I stormed out. Wrong. You kick her out. I'm about equal rights. You suck off my mates. Around the back of Bev's calf. You're, I'm not leaving. I was so mad. I slept on the sofa. Oh, you shooed her. No. Oh, my God. I went back home later, really, because of my daughter, and said I'll try again. But this was her absolute final chance. You are a muppet. Now she's all over me like a rash, desperate for us to have sex so we can get back to some sort of normality. I think she was molested. As a kid. As she was younger. This isn't normal behaviour. This isn't normal... You don't suck off people on the back of a coffee shop in the daytime, sober, with your daughter there. That's, there's some trauma. There's some trauma in this woman's life. But, but she has cheated on me and I can't get it out of my head. I don't want to kiss her know where her mouth has been. Bruv, it is over. It is absolutely over. Um, and that's it. That's it, it's, it's, that's over. Jeez, um, wild, absolutely wild. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm gobsmacked. Yeah, I don't know, I've got nothing more to say about that. That That is just wild. But that relationship's over. That That's, it was over. There's so many elements, so many layers to that, how that was over, and no. Anyway, that's the end of the pod. Um, catch me next week. Well, I would have been uh, between employment fully for a full week. And see if I've kept my sanity there. We will know. We'll know what... Um, we'll be three weeks gone then, won't we? We'll know where we, what we're doing, I think. we know what we're doing. Because it's three-week review. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but the Queen's doing a speech today. Not sure what time, but I'll go in. Here, Our Majesty, the Queen, Head of State, being a real Head of State, leading us through this time of uncertainty. She's going to be like, um, me and Philip and I, um, want to tell the nation to 
struggling time that um, must abide by the government's guidelines and that we are all in this together as I'm sat here in Buckingham Palace what no Balmoral of what no Sandringham what the Windsor I don't know which one of my many castles I'm in self-isolating while being served on hand and foot but I imagine we're all going through a similar struggle hmm. I can only walk my corgis around my multi-acre grounds plus these laws don't actually apply to me because I, I am the queen so I can go out still but you must all stay inside please thank you uh, goodbye and that was it That's, that was the queen's speech there I don't even need to listen to it alright people that's the end of the pods I'm out of here